0: This is the Hoosier Ag Today Friday morning podcast on the 17th of November, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, joined in Kansas City from our annual convention of farm broadcasters by Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller. Coming up in the news, thoughts from the NCGA on the Farm Bill Extension and a fertilizer update from StoneX. The podcast today brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is here with the Indiana Farm Forecast today as well. In grain and oil seed markets yesterday mixed analysis with Arlen Suderman coming up on the Who's Your Ag Today Friday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together first farmers bank and trust member fdic equal opportunity lender
1: from seed grain and feed companies to crop protection farm implements and technology agribusiness is all around us here in indiana i'm bruce Kettler, president and ceo of the agribusiness council of indiana at aci our sole focus is on the needs of our members we advocate educate inform and we invite you to join us in our mission Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Indiana Farm Bureau lays out their policy priorities and feeding less hay this winter. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Indiana Farm Bureau has laid out their priorities for the 2024 Indiana legislative session set to begin in January. Rural viability returns to their priority list, focusing on providing a spark to rural communities through seeking dollars for broadband deployment, infrastructure upgrades, quality child care options, and preserving farmland. Another Farm Bureau priority will be taxation and fiscal policy. After passing a two-year budget in 2023, this upcoming session will be a short one for legislators. Indiana Farm Bureau Executive Director of Public Policy Andy Tower says they'll take this session to really lay groundwork for the 25 budget session.
2: We heard a lot of conversations last year during the budget talks about concerns of increased uh, property taxes for, for homeowners. Well, our agriculture property taxes as well went up percentage-wise about the same percentage basis. And so as we look to that next buying in budget in 2025, do we need to take another look at the farmland formula? Are there some tweaks that we can be making there to, as, as folks look to shift the tax burden around that we protect farmers, as well as looking at maybe some potential overall state and local tax reforms. With more than 80
1: percent of land in Indiana devoted to farms, forests and woodlands, Farm Bureau will prioritize land use and property rights as they say those continue to be threatened by development. Tower says they've focused in years past on water quality and farmer members have done a great job with that. But this year they're going to focus more on water quality quantity.
2: And yes, absolutely. This leap project in Boone County and, and this conversation about water withdrawal up from the typical in County area has risen this to the top. But as we've started talking to members, this water quantity concern is is much more widespread than Quite frankly, I think we all had a real appreciation for. And so this is another area we're going to be working with a group of members to to really dig into this, to help help us think about long-term, what type of water, whether it's regulation, guidance, those type of things that we in Indiana need to have for the future of Indiana, not only today, not just five years, maybe 10, 20 years down the road.
1: Tower goes into much more detail on each priority in the full hat interview at HoosierAgToday.com. He also gives a preview of the Indiana Farm Bureau state convention coming to fort wayne december 14th through the 16th hay costs can be a significant factor in the winter feeding budget but the latest guests on the hat soil health podcast share one way that they can feed less hay least Koning has the story.
3: Devin Churchill raises cattle in Harrison County. He says that he and his father Cameron started integrating their livestock into cropland using a practice called regenerative grazing.
2: We wanted to lean heavier into the rotational grazing, so now we move them with a, an intensive grazing principle where they're being moved often numerous times a week, every one, two, or three days. The research has shown for us that it was too advantageous to not try.
3: Cameron Churchill says that one result of their experimentation on the farm was a reduction in hay consumption. It's a
2: different world here for us. Our hay consumption has gone to uh, maybe it's a little over a third what it used to be before this. We used to bale 2,000 plus bales a year, and now on an average year, 700, 750 bales will get us through the winter. We can graze on good years, we can graze up into February.
3: Joining the Churchills on the podcast is Pete Huff, He's the co-director of the Wallace Center in Wisconsin. He says there's an economic benefit to integrating livestock into cropland as well.
1: As we have come to conclude is that if folks are putting out cover crop, if you're not grazing it, if that's an option, you're really leaving money on the table. You're
3: the full conversation on the Hat Soil Health Podcast, brought to you by the Conservation Cropping Systems Initiative on the Hoosier Ag Today app. I'm Elise Koning.
1: And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year that's why an operating loan from farm credit mid-america is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back loan subject to credit approval additional terms and conditions may apply farm credit mid america is an equal opportunity lender
4: I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act today's Indiana Farm forecast. As we take a look at the setup here across the region, we're looking at a frontal boundary moving through here today. And that frontal boundary is going to be bringing slight precipitation, only a few hundreds to a few tenths. Uh, five, well, four tenths maximum is what I'm expecting right now. Coverage around 60 to 70 percent of the state. The big thing here today is not the amount of moisture that's coming. It's more the fact that we're not drying, okay? That's going to be putting a little bit of a pause on field work, I think, through the day today. Colder air is coming with this as well. Look, we've just come off a very beautiful week with regard to temperatures, especially when you consider it's mid-November. A little bit of a push back to reality here, I think, over the weekend. So temperature's not horrible, but cooler than where we were i think we see some temperature moderation for saturday afternoon and we're actually above normal on temperature sunday and monday of next week big system moving in for next week on tuesday coming up from the southwest that system has rain anywhere from a quarter to one and a quarter inches coverage 100 percent of indiana behind it it is much colder as a matter of fact the cold air races in while there's still some moisture here so i'm not going to rule out sloppy wet snowflakes overnight next tuesday night And by the time we get to Wednesday, we are bitterly cold and we stay that way through Thanksgiving Thursday. Friday and the holiday weekend, Saturday, Sunday. The thing is, after we get rid of the clouds and potentially some lake effect on Wednesday, I do think that we're completely dry for Thanksgiving right on through the end of the holiday weekend, so no problems with travel. And if you need to wrap up some field work in the cold, you'll have an opportunity to do that because it will be dry and drying. Just evaporation will be quite slow. It really comes down to how much moisture we see out of the Tuesday event. If we're on the low end of the range, you'll be able to be back in the fields relatively quick if you see some higher rain totals now well, maybe you'll have to slow your progress just a bit that's the way things are stacking up have a great weekend i'm chief Meteorologist Ryan just Ryan martin
0: corn futures turn around everything else lower on a mostly weak thursday this is who's your ag today i'm andy eubank with the thursday farm market review settlements coming up from the end of trade first market analysis. And from our farm broadcasting convention in Kansas City on Thursday, I got that analysis from Arlen Suderman, Stonex. Arlen, an interesting day. It looked like risk off to start everything lower. We did see some reversals though. Corn specifically in the ag markets. Also the hog market turned around. But some weakness in the equities. Crude oil $4 down. What's going on?
5: Yeah, a little bit of a risk off, especially in the commodity sector. We had some... Uh Uh, Economic data out this morning, jobless claims numbers really jumping, and then we had a couple earnings reports uh, that uh, gave caution ahead of the holiday season and what the consumer buying might be this year. Uh, And so that kind of set a negative tone. And at first the equities were higher with the commodities lower, and, and then the equities kind of struggled as well. Uh, But it really is about, well, if the economy is going to be struggling, then people aren't going to need raw materials or the commodities. And so it's kind of those mass decisions continuing to create headlines, excuse me, headwinds for the commodity sector. Crude oil being down sharply really was a factor in that, worried about the economy. Soybeans facing a lot of weakness uh, with rains in the forecast for dry areas of uh, center-west Brazil as we go through the coming,
0: really the next uh, several days. I did mention the corn futures number turned around and the corn export sales number on Thursday morning beat the expectations. So what kind of a role did that play?
5: Yeah, a good number overall for corn. I think it was uh, like 70, a little better than 71 million uh, bushels sold. Um, we had a similar sale about six weeks earlier. Uh, so this was for the week ending on November 9th. Uh, Mexico was the biggest portion of that sale. Uh, I think it was around 48 million bushels going to Mexico. So that was a big part of that volume. And it kind of keeps us on track to hit USDA's target for the year. Uh, The problem is that each time we have a big sale the next week, things kind of go slow once again. So we're going to have to have some of that sustained demand to justify an improvement in our export target. Uh, But overall, beyond that, corn really doesn't have a story right now, but that's largely been priced in. And so, with uh, prices getting suppressed, we held the the recent lows, we held chart support, and I think we saw some funds just come in and cover some of their shorts. And um, at this point, it's what it looks like, is short covering
0: rally. Beyond that, it really doesn't have a story. And of course, in soybeans, the, the issue is across the board, the entire complex. Oil, meal, and bean futures down, really very weak overall.
5: Yeah, and I was, frankly, a little bit surprised to see oil down so hard, even though it's just kind of sell everything in the complex today. Oils are already down there quite a ways. And with meal coming down, I thought maybe we'd get some unwinding of meal oil spreads, but uh, really didn't. And it's largely due to those rains in the forecast for Brazil. The model's got a little bit wetter. If you look at the European model, it's very wet. Three to five inch rains across almost the entire soybean belt. Uh, but uh, the, the American GFS is quite a bit lighter than that. We'll come out of this rain and we go hot and dry again and we'll just see how much time we buy with these upcoming rains.
0: We have been talking about that uh, center-west Brazil dryness and it is an issue. When does it really become intensified as to the importance to the market?
5: Well, I think it's we're
0: getting to that point now.
5: And uh, would these rains not develop, it would become significantly more important. But keep in mind normal rainfall in November in center-west Brazil is seven inches. Normal in December is nine inches. So if you got half a normal rainfall, yes, their soils are more porous, but you still have enough rain to make a crop. So that's why when you look at the data, it's very difficult to get tremendous losses in center-west Brazil. Is it possible? Yes, and this is one of those years but same time further south they're having good rains in fact extreme rains in some cases and history says they'll they'll have an above trend yield there so that's helping to offset some of the losses
0: in the north let's move over to the cattle and hog markets and a $3 loss in live cattle futures hogs down early and then a turnaround let's start with the hog market why the turnaround
5: Well, we've been seeing some decent demand there, and uh, that's, I think, holding up a little bit better than expected, and you look at the number, the size of the slaughter we've been having, and particularly as we look ahead between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we should see some of the highest slaughter numbers. That's what we've been pricing into the market. Uh, But even as as strong a slaughter as we've been having, the the supply of pork has been moving out pretty well, and we haven't really been building those supplies. That suggests some perhaps movement of value down the chain from beef down to pork. Um, But export demand has been good. Um, I wouldn't call it stellar, but it's been good. And um, solid domestic demand as well, and that's been providing some support where we're at. On the cattle side though, different story altogether. Tight supplies, yes, but not as tight as what was expected as we've been pulling cattle forward into the feedlots. And the market uh, really gave way technically on the charts today. Uh, Expectations that placements will be 7% above year-go levels on Friday, which would put them pretty close to the five-year average. So as we go into 2024, we'll be looking at very similar numbers to the previous year on Catalan Feed. The bigger hole now coming later in 2024.
0: Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX.com. On the Hat Thursday market review, only the corn futures market went up 4 cents up on D's 474 and 3 quarters. March 493 and a quarter, a gain of 4 and 3 quarters. January beans down 24 and 3 quarters, 1360 and a quarter. And March settles at 1375, losing 24.5 cents, 7 cents lower, December wheat 553.5. Cattle Futures Week down 302 on December 174.75. December lean hogs 7147 up 42. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.